Hey y'all, I'm Chris, and this is Glowing with Faith. I'm so excited to be back with another episode and today I want to talk all about DTR. So what is DTR, right? DTR is defining the relationship. That's, I can honestly say like relationship talk is definitely within my my top five list of things to to talk about. I enjoy talking about relationships because who doesn't love love, right? Who doesn't love to talk about relationships? But I do want to just put out a little PSA that this is not about relationships in terms of um in terms of dating. It's not me giving relationship advice or anything like that, but this is all about relationship with God. So that's really just why I just love it so much because just to have a relationship with God, that's what he wants us to do. You know, that's what he calls us. He calls us into relationship with him. So that's why this is such a special topic. And I just hope and pray that y'all enjoy it. And um, I know I'm going to get a lot out of this because just what the Lord is just pouring into me and even just just so much that he's taught me about relationship and even the it's it's so simple but just super duper powerful to have a relationship with him so I'm ready to go ahead and get into this so let's go ahead I do want to start off with a question just how would you define your relationship with God hmm so how would you define your relationship with God? And it's just something, you know, if you want to pause it just to think about it and even just speak out loud about it or say within within your heart how you've defined your relationship with God. I know I would define my relationship with God as I would say it's active. I have such an active relationship with uh, my heavenly father. If I had to do the little checkpoints like where it says single, taken, married, um, <laughs> uh, it's complicated. I would definitely check off the Mary part. This is a spiritual marriage that I am in with Jesus right now. So I'm just so excited to talk about this. And that's just how I would uh, define my relationship with him. Now, I do want to just take it back a little bit because I wouldn't always describe my relationship with God as taken or married or anything like that. And it's definitely taken me such a long time to get to this point in my life. So how I you how I would have described my relationship with God in the past, definitely within last year and of course beyond, I would describe my relationship with him as complicated. <laughs> and the only reason why I say complicated is because I just I didn't really know how to do relationship. I didn't know how to be in a relationship with God. I was just honestly afraid to have that type of commitment uh to God and just I think 
really, as far as like being afraid of having that type of commitment, I was scared that I was scared of downfall. You know, I was scared that I was going to um, let him down, you know, in any in any type of way. And I just wasn't scared that I would be able to keep up my holiness, quote unquote, my holiness, you know. So I was just afraid to commit to the Lord because I didn't want to let him down. And also because I was just getting so caught up in just like rules. I was getting so caught up and I felt like I was... I didn't have the right perspective. I'll say that. I didn't have the right perspective. I felt like I was looking at, um, I felt like I was being put in walls of limitations and just thinking, instead of thinking of my relationship with God and how to, how to form this relationship with God and just build upon that. I was more so worried about the things, well, should I, can I do this? Can I do that? So I was just more focused on rules of what to do and what not to do. And I definitely felt like that just kind of hindered me to even just be able to enjoy having a relationship with the Lord because I was just being so caught up in rules and and just thinking like you know well does this please the lord does this not please the lord so so i was just really hindered in that part of my life because i was scared of the commitment and i didn't know how to be in a relationship i remember even just within that time i kept asking i was like man how do i how do i stay committed to you how how do I do this? Because I feel like every time I try and I pick myself back up, I just end up falling again. And that's when he just began to pour into me, like, have a relationship with me. You know, again, like I said, you know, just being focused on so many rules and having that perspective that limited my mind as far as what I can and can't do or what I should and shouldn't do. He just poured into me, have a relationship with me. So this is what I want to be able to share with y'all, you know, just having a relationship with the Heavenly Father. So what is relationship, right? So on the in the dictionary on my phone, it says that relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected, the state of being connected by blood or marriage. And it has here um, like similar words to relationship and I'm just going to read out a few because I really like it and I really feel like it's very powerful, especially just how, how, how we're seeing relationship right now and just thinking about relationship with God. So it says connection, association, link, tie in, correspondence, alliance, bond. So having a bond with the Heavenly Father. So one of the things that comes to mind for me when I think about relationship is a commitment. Just being in a commitment with somebody or being committed to somebody. So just I'm just thinking about that right, right now. Just that word commitment and how it ties in with relationship and how we need to be committed to the Lord. So I just kind of asked myself and I was thinking about this like last week or so and I'm like, well, why was I afraid to commit to God? I was I was scared of that commitment. I didn't want that that tie. I didn't want to be tied down in any type of way. You know, I still wanted to go out and 
do the things that I was doing, smoking, drinking, partying and on up, just having my fun. And I was also afraid to um, to, to let him down, you know, because of the, because of the desires that I had. And I felt like I couldn't overcome the desires of my flesh. So I was afraid to be committed to him in that type of way. And also the thing with the rules, you know, I felt like it I felt that goes hand in hand with the whole part of me being tied down. I felt like there was limitations on things that I can do. So instead of having a perspective that the Lord is trying to protect me, I had a different perspective that he was trying to hinder me in some sort of way. All right. So I want to take out to Romans seven, six. Um, when I first read this passage, it just gave me so much relief, especially regarding the way that I used to think as far as how like I felt like there were just too many rules and being tied down by these rules and everything. So I'm going to read from the Passion, the Passion Translation. So it says in Romans 7, 6, it says, But now that we have been fully released from the power of the law, we are dead to what once controlled us, and our lives are no longer motivated by the obsolete way of following the written code, so that now we may serve God by living in the freshness of new life in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I say that this passage provides so much relief because of the way that I used to think. I remember just coming in as I wouldn't say like a new new believer because I've always I've always been to church and I've always believed that God was there. So I would just say like just coming in and um refreshing my relationship with the Lord at a young age. Um I was trying to uh start reading the Bible so I started in the Old Testament and then just coming across the Ten Commandments. So I just, I remember I was looking to that. I was like, okay, so these are the things that God says that I shouldn't do. So if I do anything opposite to these things, then I'm disobeying God and he's going to be so upset with me. So that was just my, my way of thinking um, at that time. So when I read this passage in Romans 7, 6, it provided me so much relief just because of the fact where he says, but now that we have been fully released from the power of the law, we are dead to what once controlled us. So I really believe that within this passage, Paul is just giving us a fresh perspective on how we do our relationship with the Lord. I kind of want to just break down this verse where it says, but now that we have been fully released from the power of the law, we are dead to what once controlled us. And our lives are no longer motivated by the obsolete way of following the written code. We always, I'll say especially mainly for, for myself and how I used to think, I've tried to hold up this type of um, persona, I guess, of perfection you know, that I can, that I can uphold to 
what the law says. I can follow the Ten Commandments. I can follow all that God wants me to follow. And it, but within me trying to uphold that, it enticed my my sinful nature. It enticed my flesh to want to do complete opposite. Because I feel living by the flesh, we want automatically, we want what we can't have. And so that's why so many times I fell back into old habits because I'm trying to uphold something that I can't uphold. The only one who could ever uphold the law was Jesus Christ and he died for our sins. That was the only that's the only person who has ever been able to uphold the rules of the law. And Paul even mentions within a later verse, I actually believe verse 8, um where he talks about and says how sin used the command, sin used the law to arouse all types of desires with him. And that just goes back to what I was saying, you know, that by nature, we want what we can't have. But I love it here because in um, just going back to verse, uh, verse six of chapter seven, just the second part where he says, we may serve God by living in the freshness of a new life and the power of the Holy Spirit. So just with that last part, I want to take you to two uh, to two different verses. One is in Hebrews 10, verse 16, and the other one is in Philippians 2, 13. So for the Hebrews verse, it says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. And for Philippians 2.13, it says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And I believe that's exactly what Paul was just trying to convey within chapter seven of six, where he was like, you don't have to follow the law anymore. You know, the Holy Spirit is within you. The Holy Spirit is refreshed within you. So now we become led by the Holy Spirit. And as we can see within those two verses, the Lord is going to place within our hearts. The Lord is going to place within our minds and help help us and guide us and to do what pleases him so when he says that um now we may serve god by living in the freshness of a new life in the power of the holy spirit i believe that simply means be led by the holy spirit follow what the holy spirit is telling you whether that's right from wrong telling you what places to go what places not to go what to do what not to do we now have the Holy Spirit within us to be our guide. We now have the Holy Spirit to lead us into, you know, the right path for our life and to lead us into the right things to do and the right things to say. We no longer have to look to the law because the law lives within us. And y'all, this is such a great topic. I told y'all this is definitely within my top five. I will honestly probably say it gets number one and number two for my favorite topic, just relationship. I really felt the Lord place this topic on my heart of relationship to be able to speak about because honestly, I was going to talk about doubt because just, just so recently, you know, I've been dealing with doubt and I've been dealing with doubt for such a very long time. So that's what I really wanted to talk about. 
But I was just speaking with the Lord about, you know, like, what should I say regarding doubt? And even just within me asking him what I should say regarding doubt, I start recalling just, you know, my whole conversation with him about relationship. So I was like, okay, this is what the Lord really wants me to talk about. And I believe that the Lord wanted me to talk about relationship because I feel like we've run away from the idea of relationship with God. I know sometimes, you know, we may think, well, how do I do this? I can't see him or anything like that. And it just comes down just to that, that simple but powerful word, relationship. Just begin to have a relationship with the Lord. You know, we can have a relationship with our boyfriend, our girlfriends, our husband, our wives, our friends. Um cousins everybody we can we can be we're able to form those type of relationships but why is it so hard for us and I'm talking to myself as well at least the old me but why is it so hard to have a relationship with God it's because we can't see him you know and sometimes it's hard for it's difficult for us especially you know in the craziness of of our lives it's difficult for us to hear him. So I think that's just what he, I, I honestly believe that, you know, that's just why he wanted me to discuss this topic, just to, just to say, you know, I'm here. I want a relationship with you. I want you to have a relationship with me. It's just that simple. So I want to just go over some things and by the title, you can see that this is part one. There may be three parts. I'm not sure yet, but just right now we're on part one. So I want to talk about two important things, two things that are important to have in a relationship. And that is communication and honesty. So the first thing that I want to talk about is communication. So we know that God is living. We know that God speaks, right? So just kind of imagine from his perspective, imagine speaking to like your parent or your significant other or your friend. Imagine speaking to them and the communication is just one-sided. So you're trying to talk to them, get their attention, and they're just completely ignoring you and not saying anything, right? So what I want to do, I just want to bring up the definition of what communication is. We all know what it is, but I want to read directly from the dictionary on my phone. So it says communication is the imparting or exchange of information or news. The second one says, oh, I love this one. It says means of sending or receiving information. So by that definition, I know that the Lord speaks. So I know that I'm receiving information, but am I sending out information? And one very important and wonderful way in which we can send out information, send out news, be able to communicate and speak with our Heavenly Father is through prayer. So I want to take you out to two verses, one which is in Matthew 6, 6. And it says, but when you pray, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray 
to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. So the key word here is praying. So we can, um, we're able to send the information. We're able to communicate and speak with our heavenly father through prayer. And the other verse that I want to take you to is in, um, Philippians four, six. It's in Philippians four, six. And it says, don't worry about anything instead. So instead of worrying, pray. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. He says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So right there is proof that our communication, our means in uh, telling God what we need or even our means in thanking the Lord is through Prayer. That is our prime communication and how we can, uh, by the definition, it says sending out the information or uh, exchanging news or information. So that's the way that we're able to do that. Come to God in prayer. And you might even say, well, I don't know how to pray. What am I supposed to say when I pray? How do I pray? Where do I pray? And I would just honestly just say that prayer is just like talking to just like talking to your friend, just a very respected, high up friend. That's what prayer is. Just how you will pour out your heart to your closest friend and just let your best friend know everything that's on your mind, whatever issues that you're having, how you're feeling. You can do that with the Lord. You can let God know, you know, Lord, I'm just feeling sad today. Lord, I'm so excited today. God, I just thank you so much, Lord. I'm feeling very anxious. I'm feeling hurt right now. You know, that's how you can pray. Just just pour out your heart to the Lord and just, just speak to him how you would your friend or your family member. I remember, you know, when I was when I was in my younger days, <laughs> in my younger days, I used to wait until I got home, close my door and pray. You know, um, and there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like um, we should all have some type of, uh, you know, like private, just how I was reading in the verse, but, you know, just some type of private uh, place to be able to, to pray where we're free of distractions, free of noise. But what I'm trying to bring out is how, um, how I kind of felt like in a way I was too, I was too busy. Like maybe I had to get up and go to work to do overtime or, you know, even, uh, walking my dogs. Cause I used to, uh, get off very late. So, you know, I felt like, like, man, I really don't have any time to pray. So how can I do it? You know, cause by the time I'm, I get to the house, I'm too, too tired to, to do anything and I'm ready to go to sleep. But what I just want to bring out is that your location can be anywhere. The Lord is omnipresent. He's everywhere, everywhere you are. He surrounds us completely, you know, so 
whether you're driving in your car, that can be prayer time right there. Whether you're walking your dogs, which is something that I, I typically do when I, when I walk my dogs, you know, that's time for me to be able to, you know, just speak to the Lord, let him know what's on my heart, just completely pour out my heart to him. Whether you're in the shower, that probably be the only time that you have by yourself. You can pray in the shower. The Lord is right there with you. Just invite him, say, Lord, I invite you into this place. You know, I, I need, I need a friend. I need you to be able to just, just to pour out my heart to you. You can pray anywhere. Any location is perfect. And just begin to pour out your heart to the Lord, you know, and even if you don't have any words to say, you can just sit in the stillness, sit in the quiet. Even if all your words are just, Lord, thank you. I thank you, Lord. Jesus, I need you. God, please help me. That can be your prayer. You know, that can be your prayer. If you have any type of song on your heart, you can sing a song to the Lord and make that your prayer. Um, something that I do sometimes if I feel like I don't have, if I feel like I don't have anything to say or, um, I don't know, sometimes, uh, my, I, it's hard for me to like describe my feelings, I guess. Um, so sometimes I look in the book of Psalms, you know, and allow those Psalms to be my heart. One of my favorite ver chapters and verses is in Psalm, uh, 139. And this is just something that I, you know, pray, you know, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. You can look in the book of Psalms and just allow some of that to be, to be your prayer. Or you can even just sit in the stillness and just ask, Lord, what should I pray for? Lord, I'm not sure exactly what to say at this moment. I'm not sure exactly what to pray about. And just listen to what, he, what he's telling you. Open your heart and just feel what he is leading you to pray about. And on the topic of communication, it's not only important for us to come to the Lord in prayer and speak to the Lord, but it's also very important for us to listen. It's very important for us to have our ears open, to have our heart open, to be able to feel what the Lord is trying to tell us, to be able to feel and see where the Lord is trying to lead us. You know, he may be trying to lead you to a passage in the Bible to um, to find the answers that you're looking for or even to just give you confirmation that he's there with you and how much he loves you. So it's important for us to just after after prayer, you know, just have that that have that still moment, have that moment of silence just to give the Lord the opportunity to speak right back to you. And it may be leading you uh, into the Bible to be able to find confirmation in his word. It may be, you know, a gesture of the heart, how he just pulls on our heartstrings, you know, so it's very important for us to uh, just wait in that silence. It's important for the communication, the sending and the receiving um, of communication with us and with the Lord. So the next thing I want to bring up is honesty. And you can't have a relationship with somebody who's not keeping it real with you. You know, we all want honesty. We all need honesty in order to better our relationships, not just with people, 
but with the Lord. So I want to bring you to two wonderful passages because we know that the Lord does not lie to us. He is very honest with us. He is very open with us. As it says here in Hebrews 6:18. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. And in Titus 1, 2, it says this truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised them before the world begins. So we know that the Lord doesn't lie. So I believe that the honesty portion is more so for us, for us to be honest uh, with the Lord and to be honest with ourselves, you know, and how we feel. So we can be honest with the Lord and say, you know, Lord, today is really not such a good day. I'm, I'm being open. I'm being honest with you. I feel really bad today. I feel sad today. Today I'm feeling angry, you know, and it's okay to let the Lord know that you're angry because he already knows that you're upset. He knows exactly how we feel. He knows our thoughts. He knows our emotions. There's nothing that we can hide from the Lord. I want to take you to just real quick to Jeremiah 17, 10 where he says, but I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. So he already knows your heart. He knows exactly how we feel. So that's why I say I really feel like the honesty portion is just more so for us in being being honest with ourselves and coming terms to ourselves on how we feel. Um, I can take you back, you know, to my own my personal circumstances, you know, um, anytime where I felt some type of way, it was mainly when I was upset or frustrated, um, you know, with the things that happened around me, or even when I was upset and frustrated with God, I would try and bury that emotion. You know, I would try and just hide it within the depths of my heart. But what the Lord taught me was you don't have to hide that emotion. If you're frustrated with me, if you're upset with me, know that I still love you and know that I can take it. You don't have to, there, there's nothing that you can hide from me. You know, you don't have to feel like you have to hide anything from me. So that's something that the Lord just took me through in helping me to just bring out my emotions and to just let him know. And I would say, yes, Lord, I'm frustrated with you right now. Yes, Lord, I'm upset that this, that, and the other happened. I'm upset that I have to go through this. I'm upset that this is happening and I don't feel like you're on my team right now. And then what's so amazing is just even through that frustration and me even expressing my frustration with him, he still loves on me. He still brings confirmation to me and say, yes, Crystal, I'm with you. I'm still with you. I still love you. I know you're, you're frustrated right now. I know that this is going on right now, but just know that I am with you. Know that I will never leave you. Know that I will never forsake you. So that's just such such an awesome thing. And I definitely feel like the most important thing that we always need to keep in mind, especially when speaking in terms of anger or frustration or, you know, just any type of strong emotion of the sort is just to know that the Lord is with us. Know that the Lord is for us. 
When I was in my angry or frustrated state with the Lord, I would always come back from it, you know, and just say, Lord, I am frustrated right now. I am upset that this is happening right now, but I know that you are with me. I don't feel like you are with me at this moment, but I know that you are with me because your word says that you are with me. I know that you're still here with me. I know that you still love me and I know that you are still for me. So I feel like it's very important to you know, not just stay within that state of anger or frustration that we're in, but to make sure that we come back from it because the Lord is so sovereign and he is so awesome. And, you know, he loves us regardless of the things that we do. You know, he just loves on us so much. So just know that you never have to hide your feelings from the Lord because one, he can take it. The Lord is approachable. Just make sure that you're being humble. Make sure that you're honest. Make sure that you're honest with yourself on how you feel and your emotions and your desires. Make sure that you're honest with the Lord, with how you feel, with your emotions and with your desires. So Father God, I just want to thank you so much, Lord God. I thank you so much for your sovereignty. I thank you so much, Father God, for your love. Just how deeply that you love us, Father God, until death. You sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins, Father God. And for that, we just thank you so much, Father God, just for your unfailing love, Lord God. I thank you so much, even for this word, Father God, that you've placed on my heart to be able to share. Father God, thank you so much for um, just just the, the the topic and the subject of relationship, Father God. How you desire relationship with us, Father God. And Lord God, I just pray just from this moment moving forward that you just help us to continue to grow, help us to continue to build our relationship with you, Father God. No longer looking to the left or looking to the right, but having our eyes and having our minds just completely and solely focused on you, having our hearts directed towards you in such a mighty way, Father God, that you will begin to just speak into our hearts, Father God. Help us to know what pleases you, Father God. Help us to know what displeases you, Father God. Help us to just begin to be honest, Father God, with ourselves and also with you, Father God, and help us to improve even more on our, on our communication with you, Father God. Help us to just invite you into our day, Father God. Help us to just look in, into our day within times in which we can communicate with you, Father God, and help us to be patient and just wait in the stillness, Father God. Help us to just be patient and wait in the stillness to be able to hear and to be able to feel your direction and your leading, Lord God. I thank you so much, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. So you guys, I want to thank y'all so much for just sticking around and um, listening to uh, part one of DTR, Defining the Relationship. And, you know, just even as I'm speaking and stuff, you know, this is it's really just warming my heart because to be completely honest, you know, I've never even thought about that, you know, just how to how to, how to connect with the lord just through relationship just have a relationship with him so i just pray that this blesses y'all and i want to thank y'all again so much for watching stay tuned for part two of defining the relationship and just know that as you begin to open your heart to god 
Allow his love to shine through you. Then you will begin to glow.